up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Vision Podcast with my boy Brayden, as always. Uh, y'all check out this lighting setup. If you're on YouTube, check it out. Brayden got the cinematic lighting. I got the cinematic lighting. Let's get it. Let's get it. it, it it's, it's, it's only up from here. That's all I'm going to say. It's only up from here. Um, but today on this I episode agree. of the Kingdom Vision Podcast... Oh, by the way... If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share, comment, share, a review, whatever. We're trying to grow the podcast. Share it with a friend. Do all that good stuff, right? Today we're talking about praise and worship, commands of Christ number 10. Um, it's funny, Brayden, I didn't tell you this, but the first time I was like thinking about praise and worship, I thought of like Maverick City. <laughs> I thought of like, like worship music. And then as we go through commands of Christ, it's not like music's a form of it. But it's not about music. Mm-mm. No, worship can be in so many ways. But I'll dive right in if you'd like. Get us Go open ahead. on the command. All right. Our command today comes from Mark twelve twenty-eight through 30. And it says, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is... Hear, O Israel, the Lord your go- the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God, with all your heart, and with all your with and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. You took one from my book, bro. The stuttering's my thing. Okay, stick yeah, stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. I stutter, you don't. Okay, stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> but the story is Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 7, Luke 7, verse 36 through 50. It says, One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with them, referring to Jesus, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at a table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped with, wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who, who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. Then Jesus, spent knowledge as always, says a parable, says, Verse 41, A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of them both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one I suppose for whom the debt, the larger, for whom had the larger debt? And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. And you did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this? Who even forgives sins? That's kind of funny. And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Brayden, this is going to be, this is one of my favorite passages. So I'll give you first crack though. Oh, wow. Well, I would just see like, 
you see immediately what Jesus values. And I heard someone say this, and I've never heard it said better, that God doesn't desire gold vessels. God doesn't desire silver vessels, but he desires yielded vessels. And Come on that just now. spoke to me. Yeah, ones that ones that will I guess give the Jesus the love that he deserves, but he deserves so much more obviously, but I would say this that I would say that for me real worship is seeing how great God is even past my mistakes. So if you if you shape God around what you've done, then you've done God a great disjustice because he's so he's so much far greater. And if you love him enough, then you'll be willing to give up the way you think about yourself and give up the way that you want or anything. You'd give it all. And just as this lady does, she puts the alabaster box and she sets it on his feet. And I'm like, I mean, she pours the ointment on his feet i mean the the i'm sorry the perfume pour, the oil she pours the, the the oil yes i'm sorry he <laughs> she pours the oil on his feet and like god is showing that it's the one that realizes how much they're forgiven of and they love past what they've done i'm like that's me you know i'm like I've done so much wrong. I see how much Christ has forgiven me of. There's so much I've done. If you don't see the gratitude of what you've done wrong, then you won't show the same amount of love towards God that towards the God on the measure of the grace that he's shown you already. So yeah, I mean, do the forgiveness. What do we learn about God? What Brayden just said, forgiveness. How forgiving of a God that we serve. If that doesn't make you feel some type of way, then, man, you need to reevaluate what you believe about God. Because everyone, every single person, and we've talked about this before, you will never look to Jesus unless you realize you're a sinner. What do we learn about people? I I want to start here. Usually it's what do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? I want to start with people. This woman says, and behold, a woman of the city, a woman of the city, woman of the night, right? She was uh, known as a you know, a prostitute, okay, woman of the night. This is a hot take. It's not really a hot take. Many people disagree on it, but some people believe this was Mary Mag- Magladin, right? Magdalene. Some yeah. people believe that, some people don't. But what you know, Mary Magladin was one of, you know, Jesus' closest. She she was the first one to the tomb in Jesus' resurrection. Okay, so that's just, just keep that in your mind. But this woman of the night, a sinner, is com- compared to this man named Simon, who is a Pharisee, right? So both of these people are in the presence of Jesus. And then you go to, and Jesus has a brilliant par- parable, what he describes, because if you look at what what do we learn about people, the Pharisee mm. said, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. This man has the audacity to say, yo, this I invited this Jesus guy to my house because he's been doing crazy. He's been working miracles, man. He's been preaching that good, good word, right? But 
I don't know anymore if he's if he's really all that because this woman's a sinner and he's like not. I mean, what is he doing, right? So it just mm -hmm. shows this judgment that this man Simon has. But then Jesus, being mm -hmm. the, the being God, being our Savior, says he has two debtors, one five hundred and another fifty. Who would love more? But the the key thing is obviously there's two spectrums: the forgiveness, right? We are all forgiven of something. Everyone has debt, whether you think you're a good person, whether you've worked a nine to five and you've made the right decisions your whole life. You haven't made these big mistakes, had been sexually impure, done drugs, really even drank. You grew up in church. I'm a good person. You still owe debt just as much. Okay, let me put it this way, Braden. We'd be naive to say that some sin isn't worse than others in a worldly circumstance, right? Obviously, murder is worse than pride, right? Because we're... Murder has a bigger worldly effect than pride does. You affect another person's life, right? So that's what Jesus is referring to here when he says 500 denarii. You're right. You are technically better than that murderer. But here's the thing. Whether you are or not, we all owe debt. You may only, you may have done good. You may have not made any bad decisions, but you still owe a debt you can't pay just like the murderer can't, right? So... Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'll let you dive in because I could keep going, bro. No, I, I just love that. The way that, like, who's the worshiper here? You know, the lady or Simon? Like, who's the worshiper? The lady. You know, she is so in love with God. She's so in love with Jesus that imagine this. Imagine this in your mind. Play this in your mind. Simon is saying this, and she's right there. Like, she's doing this still. <laughs> yeah. She, she's she so entrenched on God's love, on Jesus, on how much he has forgiven her of, that he, she's not even bothered by that. She's not even concerned with it because he's so great and he's so precious. You know, she got completely lost in who Christ was so much so that she wasn't even how quickly could she have looked up at him and been like, what about you? I saw what you were doing. I know you. I've seen you do these things. You know, you were, Jesus came to save the ones who are lost. So if you're with him, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like you were lost too. How quickly could she have done that? But whenever you're truly lost and in worship of Christ, you're not going to be looking for others. You're not going to be looking at others the way that they think about you or the way that it looks. True worship is just love and loving Christ. Yeah, I like that. I and I'll be honest, Brad, I've never really thought about that, that. That they were in the same room. Like he's saying these things to Jesus when she's there worshiping him in the same room. So like, well, did she have the opportunity? She. In that moment, she came to an understanding, came to a realization that he is the Son of God. Think about this, Brayden. I had this thought earlier today. Like, imagine if Jesus, the same Jesus of the Bible, the same Jesus that walked the earth for 33 years, right? What if he, like, was on the earth today? What if you were at Teco and Jesus walked in? What would you do? Like, what? honestly, Brayden, what would you do? I would, what I hope I would do is I would go to his feet, just like the, the just like the lady, um, because, and that I would weep because 
when you think about the magnitude of what he's done for you, you can't do anything but thank. There's no, there's nothing else. You can't do anything but thank him and hold and try to hold him. Like there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you did to deserve it. You know, she, this lady didn't deserve anything. Same as Simon. He didn't deserve one thing. He didn't deserve this forgiveness. But like out of my undeservingness, that should create so much more thankfulness that I like I hopefully would not care one bit if he walked in the room and he's here with us right now. So I shouldn't care right now what he thinks. I should be at his proverbial or proverbial. I don't know if that's the right word. Like his symbolic (laughs) feet at his symbolic feet right now. That's where I should be at a continuous state of that because proverbial. I don't even know what proverbial is. I think it's I think it's like <laughs> symbolic. I think it is. I think I, it is. I have no idea. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> but no, go anyway, ahead with what you're saying. Okay, so I've, I I like try. I almost butted in like twice, but that's my fault. But if I like, if Jesus walked into the Valero and I'm in there buying a bang or a diet coke, I'm not just gonna sit there and sh- hey Jesus. Like, you're my, like, let me shake your hand right here, sir. Like, you're a good guy. He is the God in human flesh. He's the God who died, who sacrificed his self, sacrificed his life, took on the weight of all the sins of the world on that cross and resurrected. I I would hope, like Brayden said, I would hope my reaction, that that would spur a bigger reaction than just, hey, this is cool. No, I would be like this woman crying weeping at the feet of jesus look and that's why one thing Braden, i told you this the other day when i watched the chosen i don't like there's some moments where it's, it's a it's an amazing show don't get me wrong it's an amazing show but like mm-hmm. there's a scene it's a season one when peter meets jesus and peter like realizes he's the son of god you know he he works the miracle they get all the fish and they put the fish in the boat when jesus says cast your net one more time right and in those in the, in the scene Peter gets down on his knees and says, I'm a sinner, blah, 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 right? He's like like going before God and realizing he's the savior of the world, right? But I don't like that scene because I can tell he's acting. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't, in my opinion, show the correct response that I would hope, big word hope to have. Like I would be like, like imagine that moment, like you're seeing Jesus face to face like nothing else in the world like you're crying you're i can't words can't even describe it right you need to like every possible form of worship kissing his head anointing him with oil praising his name washing his feet like those are all signs that this woman is doing is the most highest form of worship in this cultural context that's true that's all i have i haven't even thought about that i'd like to tell you that i might have used the wrong meaning for proverbial but that's okay What's the definition? We won't even read it. Actually, I will. <laughs> please do. I please do. I've I know where I've heard this now from. So it's like <laughs> means to be well known, especially so as to be stere- stereotypical. Yeah. So I, I'm no. Well I'm known. no like. I'm no, I don't have no PhD, but that don't seem like the correct fit of the vocab word. You know what I'm saying? It sounded good. 
seemed like a good idea. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, at least at least we correct. At least we have discipline enough to correct ourselves on the podcast when we met. We mess up. We're human. Okay, let's move forward. Yeah, it's all it is, baby. <laughs> but go ahead, Brian. What you got next? Man, um, so what did you learn about? I mean, you've already been into this, but I mean, what's another thing you you seeing right here about Jesus? What are you seeing about God? So I kind of said this already, but I like how how he views people, how he views mm-hmm. us. Right? It's not like. I want to distinguish this from what do we learn about people. It's what do we learn about God, how he sees us. He sees a broken humanity. He sees me mm-hmm. and Brayden, right? You know, a lot of people who know us, man, those are good kids. Those are, those are good, clean. They, they, they make some great decisions. They're good stand-up kids, man. And then he sees that murderer, right? And people would think that, oh, like, that's that dude's, yeah, he's a rough dude, man. But no. He sees, like, think about equality. And I've said this on a past podcast. The gospel forms inequality that no politician, no legislation can ever form. Jesus views all mankind equally. Everyone has debt. And everyone has the same opportunity to receive this forgiveness. And I've been reading a book, Braden, and I've been meaning... It's, it's amazing because it describes God. What do we always refer to God as? God the Father. And all thoughts about God the Father, God the Father, the Father of Jesus, Jesus praying to the Father. And what is a father? A father is loving. A father is compassionate. We it, the uh, the term father describes the character of who God is and His love. And that's how we view His. We are His children. Because if God is a father, then we are His children. So that I I, I like specifically Braden how He views us. That's what I learned about God. Yeah. I would also like to mention the fact that I like the fact that he doesn't care about the sin. Did he? He didn't seem mm. too worried about it. He took care of that. That's for his, That's his burden. You know, like it, he's not even worried about it. And I think that you're doing like you are not. You're being prideful if you think that your sin is too much for God's grace. So if you, (laughs) I mean, it's nothing for him, like love him, you know, turn from your ways and love him. Like you are not so, you haven't done something so grave that God isn't able to forgive. It's just not, it's just not possible. And I would like to say something. It's like, let's, let's define real quick what worship is. Worship is not what the Pharisee, there's a clear contrast in Jesus, the Holy Spirit inspired author of the book of uh, Luke, which was Dr. Luke, right? Makes it very clear here what is worship. It's not Simon. Simon was this righteous man, this upstanding man who's, who's a Pharisee. We all know what Pharisees were, right? So worship is not an action. Worship is not, worship is not even the sinful woman, Brayden. Worship is not the action of her pouring the ointment worship is not her crying worship is a broken and contrite heart Brayden is what you said on one time on a reel all God wants is a broken and contrite heart before him that you worship him in spirit right it's not actions the actions like her crying and wiping her feet his feet with her hair her that is an outflowing the actions were an outflowing of her heart 
her broken heart before God. That is what worship is. Worship is not listening to Maverick City music. That is a form of worship, right? Worship, like like the ultimate worship, what in what was the command, Braden? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. That is what worship is. And all these other things are outflowing. Out, it is an outflowing of your broken and contrite heart, your, the Holy Spirit in yeah. your heart. It's not necessarily an action, if that makes sense. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to point out, so in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, uh, from my understanding, this is the only time that Jesus describes himself. Okay? He says, it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So, lowly, you know, what's the meaning of lowly? Humble? Available. I, I don't know, man. You 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 messed up proverbial. Let's let's make sure we're correctly de- identifying these words, <laughs> defining these words. <laughs> no, I know lowly. <clears throat> well, I don't know lowly lo- well enough for my own life, but I know Jesus is. So facts. If this is Jesus's character, if this is the one way Jesus chooses to describe himself, how important is it for us? That worship is being humble and broken before Jesus at all times. So ponder that. Now, I like that little pause you did, right? Man, this is, I mean, I'm kind of getting off topic here, but man, like how we, and it's, it's me too. It's a human thing, man. We often look to the created thing over the creator. The Braden says this all the time. We look to things. You know, we talked about miracles a couple weeks ago, right? A lot of times Mm -hmm. people, and naturally that's what we do. We focus on the miracle over the one who did the miracle, right? How much more? Mm -hmm. It's so simple. When you ponder, when you understand the gravity of who God is, that is Mm -hmm. where transformation happens. The transformation doesn't happen when you're sitting there listening to Maverick City. Your emotions are amazing. You're sitting there and you just feel this because the emotions leave, right? The miracles come and go. Prayer is amazing. Sometimes prayer is not amazing. All these created things are an outflowing of who God is. And when you understand who God is, when you worship and you understand the gravity of who it is who made you, who it is you're serving, then... That's where transformation occurs in your life. And that's where sanctification, the core the, the core of sanctification, the, the fuel for sanctification is your love for God and God's love for you fueling mm-hmm. your repentance, godly sorrow. Hey Amen. You know, I just, I see that so little, so few are humble. So few few have broken themselves down to understand Christ. If you don't understand Christ, you're not going to understand who you're worshiping. You know, Jesus came and was a servant. So, Jesus will look and tend to those who do not try to tend to themselves. 
Mm-hmm. I would rather let Jesus tend to me than me tend to myself and selfishly m- garner things, pick up things for myself all the time. I'd rather him tend to me. You know, I, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, like, like, don't take that out of context and be like, oh, then I don't really need to read my Bible because, you know, God can do God can do that. Like, that's, you know, I don't need that because... I'm just going to tend to other people. No, I'm saying tend to God. What do the works of God tend to him? Not just not yourself. Of course, once Mm -hmm. you tend to God, you're going to tend to other people. But being lowly and humble is realizing that God is the creator of all things. And, you know, it just made me think about this, that there have been groups of people that have worshipped the sun the moon, the river, uh, anything. And it's like, so, I mean, like, this is what we do. We worship the things that are here that we can, we think we can tangibly touch or we can tangibly see. And, you know, it's as sure as the sun coming up, you know what I mean? The sun's there, (laughs) but Mm. there's a creator behind it all. And we miss it because we're not worshiping the one who made it, the one who did it. And did it so humbly. Oh my goodness. There was a little Maverick City reference from the rising sun to Oh, y'all don't want me y'all don't want I'm learning the piano right now, Brayden. And y'all don't want me to learn piano, then I'm gonna start ripping this on the podcast, start uh, you know, singing, whatever. Y'all don't want that. Y'all y'all best be careful. 